Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Portions of the Oilers Now podcast are brought to you by ProAmSports.ca. It's right now. You know, when you go through tough times like this, maybe it makes you a better team. You know, for Connor and for Dreisaitl, those guys have had uh, nice careers, and they've hit a little bump in the road, and it's going to make them better, it's going to make them stronger, and it's going to make them great people. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Malala This Lucic. is Cam Talbot. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country. And this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A. Now, Bob Stoffer on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. I'll be sitting when the evening comes, watching the ships roll in, and then I'll watch them roll away again. Yeah, I'm sitting on the dock of the bay. Watching the tide roll away Ooh, I'm just sitting on the dock of the bay Wasting time Dave Campbell going old school with a little Otis Redding to open up today's edition of Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. 630 Chad uses Digitex for their copiers and their printers. Their service is excellent. They now sell supplies for all brands at Big Savings, digitexsupplies.ca. Dave, I love that song, but can you uh, can you grab me a little Barracuda? Just Can you do it for me? Just go ahead and grab the song Barracuda. All right, you got it. It'd be appropriate. So let's, let's just Ooh, Barracuda. line up that puppy for us. Uh, this is Oilers Now coming up on today's edition of Oilers Now. A guy who was working the San Jose Sharks, uh, Vegas Golden Knights game four last night in San Jose. Louis DeBrusque, regular Thursday contributor to Oilers now from NHL Hockey and Rogers. Spec is on the road during the playoffs, and that means for our friends at Horse Racing Alberta, Stoffer Inspector, twice a week for a half an hour. Uh, HRA, watch and wager on live racing and the Kentucky Derby this Saturday at Northlands Park. Uh, the Hockey Helps Homeless campaign taking place this weekend over at Twilliger Arena. Jeff DeLaurier will join us. Oilers Guardian. I wonder if we'll have a conversation about those orange pads, Jeff. Back <laughs> in the day. We got the Western Hockey League draft today. And we've got the CFL draft tonight. Dave Campbell, who is uh, co-working the show with me here today, Eskimos color analyst, uh, will give us uh, some perspective on that. I was trying to figure out the trades last night. There were like a labyrinth huh. of moves. It was unbelievable. 15 picks moved, I think, yesterday and three players. There we it's go. Ridiculous. <laughs> Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on our Oilers Now hotline, 780-496-0063. Brought to you by the River Cree Resort Casino. George Thurgood, end of the Destroyers, May 7th at the River Cree. Nazareth. Are they not the, like the greatest Scottish rock band of all time? August 10th at Ticketmaster.ca. You can email us at OilersNow at 630chat.com. You can text us at 630-630 for Westlock Ford. If you're looking for a new vehicle, go see Paul Olson at Westlock Ford. Check out their great selection today at westlockford.com. Worth the drive to get your new ride. We're on Twitter, at OilersNow. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer. You can tweet Dave Campbell at... 
Dave underscore Ched. And, and for the record, to our knowledge to this point, Brendan Ulrich has not been arrested down in no, Mexico. I haven't seen a tweet or Instagram or whatever, so Facebook. He's staying out of trouble so far? So far. Because I'm going to, you know, I don't want to have to go down there and go get him. That's only happened once before where I had a phone call. Yeah. Uh, from somebody connected to the Mossad who said, look, we're going to need you to go do something here and, and help us out. And, and so I went in on a weekend and took care of some business for someone. Yeah. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Just... <laughs> You can take that Ooh. anyway. You can take that any way you want. Okay. Uh, Stoffer Inspector again every Tuesday and Thursday during the playoffs for Horse Racing Alberta. Watch and wager live racing in the Kentucky Derby this Saturday at Northlands Park. All right. We're going to get to some events yesterday first on Oilers Now. We're going to go about last night to talk a little about NHL. And then we're going to talk about perhaps the most progressive manager in professional sport. Uh, but first, we will start with the Tampa Bay Lightning. Anthony Sorelli, who won a Memorial Cup with uh, Oshawa. Uh, he scored the game winner against Leon Dreisaitl. The Kelowna Rockets. I mean, this was a Kelowna Rockets team when Sorelli scored that goal. Uh, Leon Dreisaitl and Josh Morrissey got moved by Prince Albert. Bruce Hamilton is like the godfather of the Western Hockey League, for those of you that don't know. I mean, the power brokers used to be uh, Kelly McCrimmon and Brandon and Tim Speltz in uh, Spokane. They're now both working, by the way, for the Vegas Golden Knights. They know players out of the WHL, and Bruce Hamilton was gifted, and I do mean gifted, handed Leon Dreisaitl and Josh Morrissey and his coach, for some infinite wisdom, decided to play a three-goal scorer during the regular season with Dreisaitl in the uh, in the final of the Memorial Cup. But Sorelli got the game winner that year for Oshawa. Then he went with Erie and uh, got a big goal for Erie as well. Uh, Erie with Chris Knobloch. How about this? Three straight years, they got eliminated by the eventual Memorial Cup champion. Ouch. That sucks, including losing last year to Rocky Thompson and the Windsor Spitfires. But Sorelli's a player. He can skate high energy. Is this the Dave Michigan call out of Tampa Bay? Is that who we got here, Dave? All right, let's hear it. Kevin Miller in the near corner. Spins it out to center ice. McDonough waiting for it. Quick counter, Yanni Gord down the right wing. Across the blue line, right circle. Gord in front, Sorelli. Shoots, it, made. Score! On the rebound! Sorelli! Rass made the first save, but what did you talk about, Phil? Rebounds, 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 and Sorelli put on his own rebound. It's 3-1 Lightning. See, when you're Phil Esposito and you've scored 76 goals in a season, you just jump in and you mow the lawn of the play-by-play guy. That's all good. Uh, so, Tampa Bay got the win. Boston undisciplined last night at times. Like Brad Marchand, you know what? Great player, but he, when he goes the other way, he goes the other way. This is a team that has some good players behind that first line. I'm talking about the Boston Bruins. Yep. They're not scoring. Yeah. There's only one line that's scoring. And when they don't get production from that one line, they're in trouble. Well, Nash got a couple in the one game, and DeBrusque has actually led them in goals during the playoffs. Minus DeBrusque, yeah. Minus DeBrusque, Mm because DeBrusque has been pretty good. He missed practice today, by the way. As for the San Jose Sharks, they took care of business. Marcus Sorensen, who was so impressive last year during the course of uh, the playoffs against Edmonton until Connor McDavid destroyed him with a hit in game number five when the Oilers were down 3-1. He got a terrific goal, and then Giannis Donskoy on maybe one of the first truly weak goals given up by a guy uh, by the name of Mark andre Fleury, and I'm going to guess this is Dan Rizanowski with the call. Here's Donskoy flying through center, across the line, Donskoy shoots and scores! Jonas Donskoy makes it 2-0 with 5.1 seconds left in the first period, and that's a power-packed goal. 
There you go. And so the San Jose Sharks uh, get it done. And for the first time, we saw what I feel is, for the first time, a frustrated group of Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, and, you know, Gerard Gallant, uh, I will tell you this, when he was with Florida, he was very angry at the Edmonton Oilers because Matt Hendricks had concussed Aaron Ekblad, and he was actually, it's rare when you see coaches in this day and age chirp players on the ice. Yep. He's, he's one of the guys that's prepared to do it. Now, in Gerard's uh, Gallant's case, he's also prepared to back it up. He was a hard-nosed, tough SO gully guy when he played back in the day. Good save. Yeah, and I think you could say S.O. gully guy, right? Uh, he was a good guy, type of guy you'd want to have on your team. Put it this way, it's 2 o'clock in the morning, you're leaving uh, Goose Looney's, you want Gerard Gallant uh, with you because he'll take care of Goose business. Goose Looney's. You remember, wow. you remember Goose Looney's? Oh, uh, yes, I do. Well, so did the Detroit Red Wings back in 1987. So... <laughs> Uh, yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. You know what? You got to have fun in life. You got to be positive, and never more so than now. And, and uh, yesterday, as you know, uh, Dave, I as I was hosting the last uh, hour of the show, I was watching the Champions League game between Liverpool and Roma. Yeah. And uh, Liverpool has a manager named Jurgen Klopp. Okay, he is known for the Jurgen Press. Which is basically he 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 manages his soccer squad and, and plays with a sort of pace and the attack that Claire Drake did back in the sixties uh, at the University of Alberta. In other words, it, it's a lot you know a very aggressive style, an offensive style. But the other thing that he did when he went to Liverpool, Liverpool has a terrific fan base, much like ours. Like we have an unbelievable fan base in Edmonton and a unique fan base because. Um, Though the fan base, and I'm certainly not tone deaf to the frustration that's out there, and nor nor the people that uh, truly care the most in the Oilers organization, I, I'll say that. Um, so for the people that have uh, committed here, and by committed I mean are, are living here and have spent years here, they're well aware of the frustration that's out there. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that has to happen when you come from somewhere else is you, is you do have to become part of the community. And uh, Klopp has done that. And Liverpool has had uh, two pretty significant incidents in the past that uh, 1985 uh, in a Champions League game, uh, they were involved in an incident that killed close to 40 people from a, a rival team, uh, Juventus. And then in 1989, they had the, uh, the the Hillsborough disaster, which was a fire, which initially was blamed on their fans and then subsequently was not. It was the mistake of uh, the people uh, that were sort of managing the facility at the time. Uh, but, but Klopp has come in there. He's a positive energy guy. He, you, you watch him. His players love him because they go for it. Mm-hmm. And they don't sit there and beat them down after there's mistakes. They don't jump all over 20 and 21 and 22-year-old players and make judgments about their personalities and their uniqueness. And their and so this is, this is the way progressive organizations are run today. And there is a chance that Liverpool can get back to major prominence internationally in soccer. And that's not always easy in England. Because basically three or four of the top paying teams in the world, two of them are in Spain and one's in Germany against his old rival. He used to be at Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich was the big one. But it's just it was really interesting because 
in Champions League, there's two legs, and they blew out Roma in the first game, like five to two, and they were actually up in the second game, and they squandered the lead, and ended up losing the second game four two, but they won on goal differential, and he still put a pretty positive spin on it. You know, he talked about the fact that it, hey, it got a little hairy out there, but it was fun, and it was great, and there were like eight thousand fans that uh, traveled, and they, he made a concerted effort to make sure that they felt part of things, and it was just, you know, it shows you that when organizations do it right. Right? Mm-hmm. When they fully embrace and appreciate their fan base, you know, you, you, you have a chance to build something really special. So um, we all want to see something positive here in Emmett, and that's an absolute given. The Oilers have been incredibly fortuitous in a lot of respects to have had the sort of commitment level from a, a fan base on a year by year basis. You take a look at, and they, they also got gifted. I mean, okay, technically. Did they win the 2010 lottery? Well, they held they held the pick and they got Taylor Hall, and the organization sold Taylor Hall to the public for six years. And Ryan Nugent Hopkins the next year in 2011, they won the 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 uh, lottery in 2012 and got Yakupov, and that was a pick that everybody wanted and didn't work out. Some might say they had the right coach in Ralph Kruger for European players, given his experience. Uh, you, I've already stated my feelings on Dallas Akins. I think second opportunity is going to knock it right out of the park wherever he goes because he's smart people learn from some of the challenges. They, and I just think he might have been the wrong guy at the wrong time, which is not to suggest that he's not going to be successful. And then you get Connor McDavid in 2015, even Dreisaitl in 2014, dropping to you a third. So the Oilers have been really lucky. They've been gifted some great players, and the fans have been terrific and supported it. And the people that have truly been committed to being here and are privileged enough to work in the Oilers organization get that. Now, does everybody get that? Well, I hope everybody gets that. I'd be pretty disappointed if they didn't. But you get reminded in sport when you watch other guys that are elite that you can learn from. You know, I, I brought this up before. We're, we're going to get to uh, NHL tonight. We're going to talk about the, the Winnipeg Jets. You know, they they promoted a guy named Craig Heisinger. Okay? He was their trainer. Equipment guy in their organization. But he outworked everybody. He was an understated guy. He got it. He did a terrific job for a number of years with the Manitoba Moose organization. They did an excellent job finding players out of the ECHL and helping prop up the Vancouver Canucks. I know a lot of fans don't like Alex Burrows, but he had four straight, I think, 30-plus goal seasons. And Heisinger was one of the guys that helped find him. And the Jets now, we're all cheering for Let's face it. I mean, are you cheering for the Jets? I'm cheering for the Jets. I want Winnipeg to... Given what I'm that, all aboard. Given what that community has gone through, mm-hmm. it's hard not to cheer for the Winnipeg Jets. You know, we were lucky enough not to lose our franchise in Edmonton because of people like Cal Nichols and the Edmonton Investors Group uh, back in the late 1990s. And then we we're fortunate enough to get the new building pushed through by, you know, the vision of Daryl Cates. A lot of you have frustration with how the team is run and people go, you know, I, I have guys stop me on the street all the time. Oh, you know, he doesn't care. I'm not going to speak directly for you or for him, but I'll say this. My guess is he cares and he's pretty frustrated by what's happened this year, right? But there has to be an appreciation and learned opportunity from watching other elite organizations. At least that's my hope. So uh, for those guys that are privileged enough, lucky enough to be in that role, so I, ho- I hope they maximize uh, those the, the opportunity that's there. And my guess is the Oilers will bounce back because, frankly, it's going to be pretty hard for them not to bounce back. Really, when you look at it, you know, barring a significant injury to either McDavid or Dreisaitl, 
you got to think the goaltending will be better. You think the defense probably will be healthier. The special teams can't be much worse. The coaching staff, the new one, will be reinvigorated. I'm going to predict that they'll probably be pretty successful next year. Let's hope so. The yeah. fans deserve it. Yep, for sure. And the one thing that I hear, Bob, and that you have to do it. It's one thing to say it, yeah. and it's another thing to do it. But I hear more urgency in the voice of, of Peter Shirelli. And he knows this This can't turn yeah. on this on this team. It has to go. Oh, the, the, they have to have a good start next year. Yeah, they do. Absolutely. All right. Uh, when we come back, we will get to... That's enough pontificating for today's edition of Oilers Now. Uh, fans deserve it. That's the bottom line here. When we come back in Oilers Now, we're going to get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. When you want to fly your Oilers colors with fan gear or outfit your fan cave, there's only one place. ProAmSports.ca Jerseys, apparel, headwear, and memorabilia from your favorite players and teams. Whether it's the NHL, the CFL, the NFL, MLB, or more, ProAm Sports are your fan cave specialists. And if it comes with a ProAm Sports Certificate of Authenticity and hologram, you know it's 100% authentic, hand-signed memorabilia. So no matter who you cheer for, ProAm Sports has got your guy. Visit their Edmonton Showroom on St. Albert Trail. Fill your fan cave at proamsports.ca. That's proamsports.ca. This is Cam Talbot from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chet. It's 12:25 in Edmonton. Let's go to NHL today. Brought to you by Elite Promotional Marketing. More than just sportswear. Here is Dave Campbell. All right. Two games in the Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. First in the Eastern Conference, it's Game 4 between the Washington Capitals and the Pittsburgh Penguins in Pittsburgh. Capitals lead this second round series two games to one. First of a three-game suspension for Capitals winger Tom Wilson for his high hit on Penguins forward Zach Aston Reese, who suffered a concussion and a broken jaw. For the Penguins, Carl Hagelund out with a facial injury, but is practicing. He is a game-time decision. Western Conference Game 4 in Winnipeg. The uh, Jets hosting the Nashville Predators. Jets lead that second round series two games to one. Defenseman Dustin Bufflin, man, is he having himself a great playoff for the Jets. Leads all NHL defensemen in scoring with 10 points. He has three goals. That matches all Predators D-man in the playoffs. They, by the way, led the regular season in goals from defensemen with 56. Matthew Perrault hasn't played since round one. He may draw back in tonight for the Jets. Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman Zach Wierenski sidelined for five to six months after successful shoulder surgery. He had 16 goals, 37 points in 77 games this season for Columbus. He's expected to be ready for training camp. Edmonton Oil Kings with the first overall selection in the 2018 WHL draft selected Ford Dylan Genter who uh, played for the CCSBHL's Northern Alberta Extreme Bantam Prep. Had 103 points in 30 games in his first season. And some sad news from the world of, uh, we go back to the NHL, the, the man known as the architect, Bill Torrey, has uh, passed away at the age of 83, passed away last night. Uh, former Islanders executive and Oilers fans know how good that Islander team was in the 80s. Yeah, absolutely. WHL Game 1 final goes Friday night in Swift Current. They host Carter Hart and the Everett Silvertips uh, Junior A Doyle Cup. 
Game four last night in Spruce Grove, and the Saints extend the series. They were down 3 0. They went 5 2 over the Wenatchee Wild. Game five Friday night in Spruce Grove. Just back to the Oil Kings. Uh, there's only been one WHL team in the last decade that's won a Memorial Cup. Not a surprise. There's too many teams in the league. There's 22. But the Oil Kings were that team in 2014. Oil Kings had two WHL championships in three years, played in three uh, Western Hockey League uh, championship series. Um, because of how things are run, frankly, uh, usually if you see teams have a 7-10 to 10 year run in major junior hockey, that's because they're bending it any way they can. Uh, otherwise, it's cyclical by nature. So they had a bit of a down cycle. They've added some skill today in the draft. They also added a couple 20-year-olds with a little bit of scoring punch as well. I, I would suggest the Oil Kings have been focused on goal, uh, on goal and D the last uh, few years, and they've been lacking a little bit of... Uh, uh, offense up front, so a little bit more of that today, and we'll see if that translates to anything. But again, I mean, it's a cyclical sort of thing in junior hockey, usually. London Knights, not often. What does that tell you? Figure it out. Quebec Ramparts, not often. What does that tell you? Patrick Waugh back in Quebec, by the way. 1228 in Edmonton, off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we turn back the clock, we're going to talk uh, to Louis DeBrusque. No, wait, we're not going to turn back the clock. We're going to bring back Louis DeBrusque from NHL Hockey and Rogers at 1235. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.